Hi, welcome to the Mastermind Project podcast. My name is Brian McRae. I'm the founder of the Mastermind Project. And this podcast is intended to help you grow as a leader, to grow in productivity, and also to grow in relationships. Those are the three topics that we will always talk about here at the Mastermind Project. Chances are you're a small business owner or maybe a commissioned sales professional, and you're looking to grow. And we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So once a month, we host an event designed to help givers grow. And so that's what we're here for. And this podcast is taken from a general session of a portion of our live event. So if you're comfortable, please join us. Feel free to join us. And you can go to www.brianckmcrae.com. And you can register for our next event, which is the third Thursday of the month. So sit back and enjoy the shared learning experience here of the Mastermind Project. All right. Well, study, practice, teach. Um, anybody heard that before? A couple times if you've been hanging around the event. Um, I'm going to start with that real quick and just kind of laying a foundation for what the purpose of study, practice, teach um, there is this concept, and uh, I actually heard the term first by a guy, uh, said by a gentleman by the name of Jim Rohn. Anybody heard of Jim? So yeah, Jim is, uh, I was listening to Jim in um, just uh, in Automobile University. So I'm driving along and I heard him say study, practice, teach, and it just resonated with me. So I was fascinated by the concept. Because what I want you to do here for a second, because uh, I'm, I'm just going to take a stab and I want to make sure I got the right people in the room. I know most of you, but how many of you are commissioned or have some sort of variable-based pay in your business? Raise your hand. Awesome. Okay. So the reason for this, because Jim was really one of the first in terms of the personal development side of things. And Jim mentioned this concept. And what he talked about was this thing about um, about being selfish and being self-interested. And he had this concept. And when we talk about building a referral-based business, is it better to be known as a giver or a taker? A giver. I agree with everybody there that said giver. And so we talk about some of that all the time here. But being a giver is one of the, one of the best things you can do. And so one of the ways to give is actually to be a little selfish. We're going to talk about that today because that's what study, practice, teach is all about. It's something called enlightened self-interest. Because when I pour into myself, when I invest in me, then I show up and I could add more value in the marketplace. So that's what today is about. We're going to talk about studying things that matter, practicing things that matter, and teaching things that matter. Because this environment right now, how many of you love the, love the environment, the economic environment that we're in right now? Raise your hand. Okay, there we go. So, well, now some of us, I see Joe over there as a financial advisor. He's like, yeah, the market is screaming the last couple of days. Well, I honestly didn't hear what you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Joe's, Joe's in. So, all right. But um, so we're going to talk about study, practice, teach. And this concept, it just kind of resonated with me. And I probably heard that, I'm guessing, 25 years ago as I'm driving down the street. Never really knew what to do with it. But um, candidly, if you're, if you're interested where it was founded, because if you listen to Jim, it's actually in the book of Ezra. Ancient Book of Wisdom, it says, Ezra studied the law, practiced the law, and taught the law. So it actually goes back to Scripture, but the point is, is that study things that matter, practice things that matter, and teach things that matter. So this concept here today is every time we show up here is the idea that something that we talk about in this room is something that you, you first of all, you're here, so you're studying it, you're, you're dedicating time. If you put it to practice, 
By the way, how many of you were inspired by hearing somebody talking about what they did after Jumpstart? That's practice. That's implementation. That's execution. And then the cool part is, is that when you start to execute and then you start to share just little nuggets with people that you're in relationship with, specifically strategic partners. By the way, that's either the air conditioner or rain. So if your windows are down, you might want to go outside. So I saw somebody looking up. Um, all right. So, but the point with this is, is that um, we want to invest in ourselves so that we can, when we put things to, into practice, it helps us grow our business. And then when we share it with someone else, we've got social proof or evidence that it works. So everything that you're going to see in this room is typically what would fall in the, in the personal development or the, or the information, knowledge information uh, space is evergreen. We're not going to talk about anything here that is rocket science, but I do hope that you hear it in a context that is meaningful to you. That's the purpose here. So are we game with that? All right. So Don mentioned this earlier. This is the connection offense. And we are always talking about referrals. There's three things we talk about. If you're new in the room, we talk about three things every month. Personal development, productivity, and the thing we really love doing and talking about is building relationships that produce referrals. So those are the three things. And if you want more referrals, here is, here is the bedrock of, of it all. One-to-one -one meetings, phone calls, and events. And so if you're using those, what, does that, what is the one common thing, what, what is the one common thing that is present on all three of those? Your database? Your da well, the database guy would say the database. Yes, those are people. But what's the one common thing in one-to-one -one meetings, phone calls, what's the common denominator about the who? Communication. You. You in the way you show up. Guys, this market, I mean, if we just had some time to talk about what was going on in the market, we could probably fill this room. Whether it's real estate, whether it's mortgage, whether and there's a lot of real estate-based things in here. Again, financial services is doing pretty well. Like I said, the last couple of days, it looks like at least anyway. But the point that I'm trying to make is that when you show up, how you show up makes a difference on how referable you are. And then what we're going to talk today about is a little bit around the radically referable mindset. All right. So what I want to do is spend some time with the law of design. And the law of design is built around, or actually comes from a book um, by John Maxwell. We're actually reading it in Accelerate right now. It's called The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. Um, ironically, Mark's not here today, but uh, Mark was one of the first sponsors and attendees of this event, and Mark is a giver. If anybody knows Mark Warren, well, Mark dropped a book on my, uh, after an event one day early on and put this book, 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, on my... Uh, on my laptop after presentation. And I will tell you, I've probably read it four or five times. We're reading it in Accelerate. It's one of the best books you can read on personal development. So, but in this book, John talks about the law of design. And so what we're trying to do here is help you get the, help you mentally compete in this marketplace. So we're gonna try to tie in some things here for you. But the first thing is the law of design. Yep, and uh, by the way, I heard somebody say John Maxwell. It is John Maxwell, is the author of the book. But um, John talks about the law of design. And in that book, he says, unhappiness is not knowing what we want and killing ourselves to get it. So we're out in the marketplace and we're really working hard, but what are we working hard for? So this is one of the, one of the bedrock things. When somebody is off track, either in our Accelerate program or anybody that I'm coaching or when somebody that I'm talking to that I'm having a one-to-one -one with just as a, a referral partner, one of the things that we wanna know is what's their vision? Where are they going? What are they trying to build? 
So one of the things that I would encourage you to do, if you're struggling with a mindset component here in this marketplace, is figure out where you're, what you're trying to build. Because when you are in this marketplace, it's going to take discipline, it's going to take courage, it's gonna take a lot of things, and you've gotta know what you're fighting for. And your vision will help. So I'm gonna give you three quick things to get you started on your vision. So if you've got a pen here, Don's probably giving you some things, and I see a lot of people taking notes. Just an encouragement here for you. When you're taking notes, number one, take some notes. You're more than welcome to take pictures as well. Um, but when you're taking notes, here's three things that you can do to help you organize your notes. Number one, you can write an A next to it. Stands for apply. Second thing, you can write a C next to it. And that's something that, well, here, let me walk you through this. So <laughs> what you want to do is then, you, then the, the C is built, is designed, A, apply, change, that's right, and teach. So apply, change, and teach. So those are the three things that we want to do, apply, change, and teach. So you put an A next to that, it'll tell you exactly what to do with it. But the first thing we want to do is your vision. Put your vision story together, and there's three keys to your vision. And there's been some people who have put some amazing things together on paper here. I mean, uh, I'm looking at a guy, staring at a guy in front of me who uh, went, through, uh, went through Jumpstart several years ago, put his vision together, and I'll tell you, this guy has built a phenomenal business. And if you don't know Dave Adams, I would encourage you. Um, he's, got, uh, he's got some crazy things going on, but he's started, he put his vision together and had an idea of what he wanted to build, and he just continues to blow by all of the goals that he set because he put them on his vision, on his vision mind map. So, number one, pick a date, three to five years from now. And that's the date that you're thinking about. What I want you to do is just think about your preferred future. So pick a date. Always encourage you to pick a date that is meaningful to you, not insignificant. Unless, you know, if your birthday's on 1231, that's a great date. Um, but if it's not, pick a date that's really relevant to you. All right, and then define what areas are most important to you. What areas of life are most important to you? And that's what John talks about in the Law of Design. If we can design our life, rather than just designing our business, if we can design our life, and then have the business fit into that. But what areas of life are most important to you other than just business? And the third one is what do you desire in those areas of life? In those areas of life, what do you desire to be? Who do you want to be in that area of life? What do you want to do in that area of life? And what do you want to have? And I know a lot of people, when it gets to vision, they get really stuck. And those three things, ask yourself those three things. Would I want to be in this area of life? So if you've got family down, there's probably different roles. What do you, who do you want to be as a, as a dad, as a father, as a brother, as a mother, as a sister? What roles? Who do you want to be? How do you want to show up? What do you want to do? What are the activities? What are the things you want to be doing in that area of life? And if there's things that you would like to have, Define those. If you want to have a great relationship, define what that relationship looks like. Now, my encouragement to you is to get it out. Now, I notice many of you taking notes. And I, what I do hope is that if this resonates with you, go do this immediately. Go do this immediately. Because when you do, when you do, when you start writing, writing is the doing part of thinking. Get it out of your head. Get phase one, get version one. We were just talking about this in Accelerate yesterday. Somebody was stuck on something because they thought they had to perfect it. Get version one out of your head and ask yourself how you feel. 
because that's the other component here as you're, talk, as you're taking steps to build something special. Whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing, build, building something special, there's always going to be this tension between the ideal and what's realistic. And so what I'd encourage you to do is get version one out of your head on your vision. So there's another great book by Dan Sullivan called The Gap and the Gain. And this is where version one, kind of the idea of version one comes from. Get version one out of your head. Because what Dan talks about in this book is that we're always, we struggle to hit this, this, this ideal of something. It doesn't have to be perfect. So when you're putting this together, it doesn't have to be perfect. But in this book, Dan talks about the concept of the gap and the gain. And it's a mental state that we're all in at various stages. And the gap, when you're in the gap thinking, anybody want to take a guess at what gap thinking feels like? What's that? But I can't. But I can't, okay. I see you squirming over there, Nathan. <laughs> what were you going to say about uh, gap thinking? I think you, uh, you can suffer from imposter syndrome. You can suffer from whether you qualify to be where you are. And, you know, because you're so constantly going, I'm not there, I'm not there. I'm not there, I'm not there. Right there is gap thinking. You're measuring against an ideal. You're measuring against perfection. What do you think gain thinking is? Now, Nathan, actually, I'm going to come right back to you. Yeah. Give me an example of gain thinking that may have happened today. Well, the, the perspective, right? You know, what, is, what, what ground have you covered? Exactly. So here's the difference as, as, as you're doing this. Whether you're putting your vision story together, whether you're looking at your goals, whether you're looking at your 12-week plan, here is one encouragement to you. Don't ask yourself, how far do I have to go? Always measure backwards. Look how far I've come. Because if you're taking action, and I've got a coaching client struggling to make phone calls, build momentum, day one. Because here's what will happen. If you do something on a consistent basis, it'll change your life. He's struggling to make phone calls. Guess what? Day one, just do this. Don't look forward on what you're not doing. I want you to look backward on what you have done. Take today. Handle today. But that's, the, that's gap and gain thinking. We want to try to always recognize when we are in gap thinking. Gap thinking doesn't get us anywhere. And the sooner we can get out of gap thinking into the gain thinking, the better off we'll be. Try it, try it with the law of design, specifically as it relates to your vision. But once you start to do that and you put those things on paper, what do you think happens? Anybody put their vision, map, their vision story together? Somebody raise their hand. I know we got Tom. Any, uh, any, uh, any wisdom you'd like to share? Yeah, don't, don't limit yourself as you, as you put it together. Think about what are those areas that are important to me? What would I like to do in, in any of those? Any experience, any, any of your personal experience you'd like to share after putting your, your, your vision together? Yeah, it, you know, it can go in places that are that are unexpected. Um, but, but for me, you know, I started I started with I want to be I want to be self-sufficient in my business. I want to not depend on anybody else. And then it went from I want I want to be self-sufficient, so I want to be a ranger. I want to be putting putting work together for other people. And you know, that's 
happened. Absolutely it has. Dave, by the way, you're, you're probably one of the best uh, visionaries that I know. Any, uh, any experience you'd like to share about putting your, vi your, your, your vision story together? You could speak up. Yeah, I would say just don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Could you share some personal experience about what you've accomplished after putting your vision together? Yeah, so I had this uh, idea for a company that would be, um, I think we called it Moonshot, when we had the first conversation about it. I put it on my vision board. My Accelerate uh, partners encouraged me, and uh, that that's coming to fruition as we speak. So it's, uh, an, ex it's an exciting uh, way of looking at the future. And one other thing I use about my vision board is I use it as a reference to when I'm getting off track, when I start to get distracted or things are coming up, I'm like, wait a minute, is that align with my vision? And if it does, I'll add it to my vision board. If it doesn't, it's just kind of a reminder that, hey, get back on track. And That's good. Yeah, so Dave, uh, Dave has put his vision together and he just keeps coming back and when he's part of Accelerate, you saw, may have saw him stand up earlier, but in Accelerate, he's constantly reviewing it, he's executing at a high level and it's, again, it's the foundation, your vision, you know, it says uh, another, by the way, if you go back into, um, into Proverbs, it says, where, it basically says uh, when, when the desire comes, it's like the tree of life and that's what your vision will be. It should create some desire inside of you to start to execute and carry you through. It's one of the things that will keep you back on track. All right, law of design. By the way, there's some starts. If you're interested, there's, some, uh, there's, there's nine questions that from in, in the vision story um, that actually, uh, how many of you went through Jumpstart again? You've got those in the, in, the, uh, in, the, in the module around the radically referable mindset. You've got those, there's nine questions in there to help you build out your vision story. Okay. All right, and then the second thing is the law of the mirror. So we got law of design, which is, uh, which is creating your vision story, and then the law of the mirror. And this one is really important. Um, and by the way, if you guys are looking for resources, Don's mentioned, I, I, books are something that have just, you know, Jim Rohn, I, it was a Jim Rohnism that she mentioned earlier. If you wanna, if you wanna reach the top things, if you wanna reach the, the, the things on the top shelf of life, you've gotta stand on the books you read. By the way, markets get tough. We all experience peaks and valleys. By the way, the view at the peak is really good. The view in the valley is not great, but guess what? That's where water comes in, and that's where things start to flow through. Water is the source of life. So when you're in the valley, be looking for the opportunities. And one of those opportunities, when Jim mentioned, you know, standing on books, this guy right here wrote a book called Winning the War in Your Mind. If you're looking for a great book, to help you understand. I mentioned two of them right now, Gap and Gain, Gap and the Gain by Dan Sullivan. If you're needing another book that will help you with your mindset, Winning the War in Your Mind by Craig Groeschel, a phenomenal book. Reference that one consistently. But he said, our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Again, so if we've got our vision, are we thinking about our vision or are we thinking about the obstacles that we're, that we're running into? So in here, the concept is um, the, the law of the mirror. And then he talks about, and this is back to John, he says that self-esteem is the, is the most significant key to a person's success and significance so, and their behavior. So what I want to do is just spend some time with you on some things that you can do to, to use the law of the mirror. To One, be able to look in the mirror, because remember, when we're showing up, how many of you are, 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 have relationships that are producing referrals? And if you, good, 
And uh, by the way, I hope there's more hands going up in the room the more you show up here, because we want each one of you, we're all here for more referrals. We want relationships that produce referrals. And the key here is we're trying to help you build referral partners that will produce referrals for a long period of time. And when you're meeting with somebody in a one-to-one, -one, can you tell somebody, can you tell, can you tell the energy from the energy that you're, when you're meeting with somebody, whether they're, they're in a positive state or a negative state? Joe's shaking his head. The answer is yes. So the point is the law of the mirror. This is, this, these little exercises is designed to help you be able to look in the mirror and improve your self-image. And so in the book, there's a couple things that we're gonna talk about here, and these are referencing some things that we cover in Jumpstart as well. But number one, do a thought audit. I would strongly encourage you to do a thought audit. Get out, a, get out a piece of paper and just start to write down the things that you constantly think about. What are you constantly thinking about? Because that's the, perce the perception there is reality. Second thing I'd recommend is identify the lies that are actually, that you believe. I heard somebody chuckle. Any, uh, any observation there that you want to share? Not really. <laughs> okay, that's okay. So yes, all right. But sometimes these things get in our head and we have to ask ourselves, are they true? What you focus on expands. What you focus on absolutely expands. So, and if it's, if it's not true and you're believing it and it's expanding, what's happening? It's devouring, exactly. All right, and the third thing is declare some truth. All right, I want you to get out a pen here. We're gonna go through a quick exercise. Pen, open up your phone, be able to take some notes. But we're gonna talk about some, declaring some truth. How do, you guys, how do you guys declare truth to yourself? State it, write it down. State it, write it down. Good, absolutely. You have a specific practice that you're doing with that? So I do vision boards. Um, I also do like a business planning. I just started the 12 week year. Um, so I have my little spreadsheet. I have all my like, you know, life goals, three to three year goals, this, this 12 week year goals, yeah. right? And not just business, but also personal. I love it. Um, and then I do the um, affirmations. There we go, affirmations. How many of you are doing affirmations? Okay, raise your hands high. Look at that. Guys, I'm gonna just tell you a quick story on a personal level. Affirmations will absolutely change everything for you. Because what it does is it allows you to declare the truth and it allows you to, to fight the lies that are actually running through your head, the things that you believe. Because I will tell you, if you're struggling, if you're struggling to, you know, I've got a coaching client that is, is really struggling to build up the referral business. First thing I asked him, what's your affirmations? What are you telling yourself every day? So I'm gonna just, I'll give you, here's a quick rundown. Let's do this. I want you to write down the affirmation. Let's just do a little table exercise here. I want you to write down some affirmations, type them out, and I want you to share them with your, uh, share them with your table mates. I'm gonna give you guys a few minutes here to kind of walk through but I want you to put an affirmation together that is declaring something that is in alignment with the vision of the person that you wanna be or the things that you wanna do or the things that you wanna have. So just spend some time on some affirmations and I want you to start the, start the sentence with I am and just fill in behind it. I'm gonna give you guys a few minutes and then you can share it with your table.
Let's bring it back up front. I love the table chatter. All right, anybody, uh, what, what happened at your tables? Anybody want to share? Tell me about the conversations at your table. Good positive energy. Anybody hear something that was encouraging to them when they heard somebody else say it? I heard somebody say, I love every cell in my body. I'm like, that's a cool one. <laughs> I love that. All right, yes? I can get out of my own way. Okay. Those are good. Guys, the, the component here is that if you practice affirmations on a daily basis, it will change the way you think. And remember what Craig said. The direction of our lives is always moving. Our, our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. We've got to change our strongest thoughts. Affirmations are the best way that I know, and I think many social scientists would say, are the best way of changing the way we think. So it's declaring who you want to be and putting yourself in the present tense. I had somebody say, does it always have to be I am? Well, first of all, it's your affirmation. But I think when we, any studies that I've done and, 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 and reviewing and books that I've read, it's always I am because it puts you in, it makes it as if it were occurring. It's the, it's the future you. And so that's, it's believing that you are that, that person. Anybody else have any other ones that they want to share? I think it's cool to hear them. Yes, done. Yeah. So I have one that I've been writing for the last, I don't know, maybe like six weeks. I am enough, even when I have nothing to offer. So, wow. Um, wow. From, that's from, never. from a, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have like some oriented person. So that's your world. Sometimes you got to write this stuff based on the lies that you believe, right? Like yes. The things that you keep putting in front of you, right? Yep. So, yeah. So, um, now, by the way, I'm going to share, and for those of you who don't, haven't uh, been around this event, um, Craig Groeschel is actually, well, he's a leadership expert, but he's also a pastor. And he had one in his book. I'll share one from a personal level. Um, and uh, it is, uh, if anybody is struggling with discipline, then claim that you're a disciplined person. So if you're struggling to do the stuff that you should be doing, then here's an affirmation. This comes from Craig, by the way, which I have adapted. But it just says, I am a disciplined person. And then he goes on to say, because, and I love affirmations. I love affirmations when, it's a, when there's a because attached. Because if you can put something in there, I am a good, you know, I'm a good dad because I love my kids and I want to raise them in a certain way. You know, put a because in there and it makes the affirmation all that much stronger. Here's one that Craig said and I've adapted. It says, I'm a disciplined person because Christ in me is stronger than my wrong, des than my wrong desires. The point is, if you're wanting to scroll on your phone, that affirmation's coming back in my head. If you're wanting to go and do something, you know, get distracted and, you know, work on a project that isn't even part of, of your 12-week plan, it's bringing you back. I got to get, stay focused. I'm disciplined. I am a disciplined person. So anybody else got one that they want to share? Yeah, please. Um, yeah, by the way, it's, I, I'm completely uh, adapting it from Craig Groeschel, but uh, I am a disciplined person because Christ in me is stronger than my wrong desires. What was the book? Winning the War in Your Mind. There's so many good ones in there. And guys, it's just, again, taking control of our thoughts. So, and we'll talk more about books here in just a second. But um, anybody else have another one that they want to share? Yeah, Chris? I have, a thing, I have things to offer that people need. 
I have things to offer that people need. Yeah, by the way, there's a, there, I think there's a Rainmaker affirmation. That sounds very similar to the one out of uh, Seven Levels. So. To it. Earlier you asked, identify the lies you believe. So years ago I believed that I wasn't worthy of talking to people that had achieved great success. And uh, something you say all the time, when the what becomes clear, the who and the how will appear. So before I had kids, I decided I want to be a great dad. And that was kind of that. And I said, what next? Some people from Mastermind introduced me to a guy that's got the number one family podcast in the world these days. And we've become close friends since then. So the who and then the how became clear. It turns out he was working on being a great dad and you know, so on and so forth. So uh, in business, same thing. Decided I wanted to create a, a radical referral business. And two different people showed up, Brian being one of them. But I'd have never met Brian had I not overcome my fear of uh, my lack of worth being able to even talk to people that had a great success level. So I had to overcome that. One of the ways I overcame that was just using a simple affirmation. The person at my table shared the same affirmation. I am worthy of fill in the blank. So wherever you feel that lack, just combat that with the fact that you're worthy. Because you are worthy. Dawn's worthy of, even though she may have nothing, or feel like she has nothing at the time, turns out she does. But um, overcoming that can be a big deal. So That's good. You Thank go. you, Dan. Appreciate you're you sharing. Welcome. All right. Yeah, we got time. John, one more. Well, I didn't share it with the, with the table, but I am a great influence on my family. You're, you are a great influence on your family. <laughs> you are, John. Uh, great grandkids now? Yes, six of them. Six great grandkids. Anybody, anybody can top that? <laughs> All right. John, you win. You got the most grand, great grandkids. So that's awesome. Thank you. You are a great influence on your, on your family, John. All right. So that's the law of the mirror. Um, now, by the way, that's part of a practice that uh, the affirmations, I would encourage you. There's one little practice if you've been through Jumpstart um, that we do. Um, you know, another John Maxwellism. You know, if you want to change your life, you've got to change something you do on a daily basis. My encouragement to you, that might be one, the one thing that you walk away with. And if you're interested, you can take a look at the 321 journal, and that's something that we do. Three, three things you're grateful for, two affirmations, and your one, big, your, your one big win in the previous 24 hours. It's another way to set your mind and put a habit in place that will help propel you to success. Because if you do that on a consistent basis, you'll change the way you think, you'll show up more present, you'll have more positivity in your life, and you'll have, whenever somebody says, how are things going, you'll actually have something to talk about. Because I always ask people, what take? Hey, what's the most exciting thing that's happening? And they're like, uh, but then you ask, if you hadn't asked, if you'd asked Nathan before he walked in here today, he may have struggled with it, but he went back and he went, he went through gain thinking and, and put down his big wins. And sometimes big wins are just momentum. Sometimes big wins are just momentum. So, all right. So law of intentionality, another, uh, another law in John's book, law of intentionality. And it's invest in yourself because growth doesn't happen accidentally. Growth does not hap happen accidentally. So we want to invest in ourselves. And this one's going to be kind of a just a, a we're going to mastermind this one a little bit. But um, we'll start here. 42%. Interesting stat. I hope you're not in that stat, but you might be. 42% of college graduates never read a book after college. Okay, let's do this all together. I heard wow. So let one, two, three. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it is wow. 
Think about the wisdom that is available. You have more wisdom available at your fingertips than at any time in history. Now, the question is, are you focusing that? Are you being intentional about what wisdom, what things that you're focused on? Books are a great way. Um, I noticed uh, David back here. He's got pictures of the books. Uh, he's, he's taking, I hope you'll read one of them, David. And so he hasn't heard me yet, but uh, or he's putting another book in there, I guess. I don't know. So, but um, guys, investing in yourself, it is one way. Now, I know some of you in here, uh, well, what are some of the ways that you can invest in, your, in yourself? We've, we've talked about books. What are some other ways that you can invest in yourself? Going to Mastermind on third Thursdays. That is a great way, Corey. I love that answer. Okay. There's one. How else can you invest in yourself? Exercise. Rest. Okay. Play. Have fun. Play. Be around positive people. Be around positive people. Okay. Uh, okay, let's talk about wisdom, things that are going to help us. By the way, all those are phenomenal answers. Love every one of those. They're positive, they're forward-thinking, but let's talk about the wisdom that's going to propel us to accomplish our vision, that's going to keep us motivated, that's going to help us solve problems in the present time. Accountability. Account uh, what do you mean? Well, accountability. You and I could get on that conversation, but uh, what do you mean by Accountability. Say your word and having someone hold you to it. Okay, that's good. Um, so seeking accountability, that is a good way to invest in yourself. What is that typically called? Coaching. Coaching. Yeah. Get a coach. It's a great way to invest in yourself. Or, by the way, accountability doesn't have to be just a coach. It can be a peer. You know, accountability is usually in two forms. It's either paid or it's peer. Find a peer for accountability or. Um, seek it out and pay for coaching. Yeah. Uh, be part of a good church. Be part of a good church. It's a good way to invest in yourself. I love that. It's a great one. Yes. Ask yourself every day, what am I saying yes to? What am I saying no to? It's a great way to invest in yourself. It's, it's a great way. It's about managing your time. It's about managing your commitments, your energy, and your choices. That is awesome. I love that. All right. Um, so there's several different ways. But, guys, I'm going to talk, uh, talk specifically about investing yourself in the form of books. It's the simplest way. It's timeless, but I will tell you, I wouldn't be standing in front of you if at the point in time when I heard Jim Rohn say, study, practice, teach, I had no idea what he meant, but then he went on to say, you got, you've got to invest in yourself. You've got to read books. There is so much wisdom. There are people that have the life you would love to have that have written books. Why aren't you reading them? There are people who have overcome the problem that you're dealing with. Why aren't you reading them? Don't be part of the 40... Now, by the way, I didn't graduate from college, so I'm not in that stat, but I don't want to be in that stat because there's too many people that have done the things that I want to do. And in my opinion, in my experience, books will open doors that you couldn't have opened if you hadn't read them. What do I mean by that? What do I mean by that? John? Books give you new ideas. And if you're really reading, they're challenging your paradigms. Guys, I'm going to wrap this up back around. Now, by the way, it is about seeking wisdom, acquiring knowledge, and then putting it in. Again, notice what it is. Study, practice, teach. 
Investing in yourselves is studying things that are going to get you closer to the version of, of your version of special than they would without. You know, Chris Robinson, he's, one, he's a president of one of John Maxwell's divisions. He said, read, read books for two things, passion or problems. But I'm just going to tell you, books will open doors. I would not be standing in front of you if I hadn't picked up a book and read it. There's no way. Brian McRae of years ago, there's no way you would have come here and would be taking a single note on anything I had to say because I would have been talking about an amortization schedule. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nobody's taking notes on that. <laughs> you laugh. I'm serious. So my point is the books, and I want you to be thinking about it because when you step out and you're in a one-to-one, -one, you show up in a room like this at an event, or you're on the phone with somebody, I'm going to tie this back around to enlightened self-interest. The books you read, if you study them and put one idea to practice, or you invest, some of you are showing up here, you put one idea here, in, put, it, put it into practice, you implement it, you get some results, how do you feel? Good. And when you feel good, how do you think you're showing up on the phone at events and one-to-one -one meetings when you're talking to other people? Confident. Confident. Number one skill we need is confidence. So in a tough market like this, if you're doing these things, you're going to show up and be more present and be more influential in the lives of the people that you're touching, whether it's your clients, whether it's your future strategic partners, whether it's a big presentation you got for a big grant you're going to do, you're going to show up more present because you've done the work, you've invested in yourself. It makes all the difference in the world. Because I'll just tell you, that vision that you're put, that you're put together, you take the time to put that vision together. You're not mentally ready for the success that it would take to handle that. Just go look at any study on lottery winners. Did you read that? Maybe. I want you to put yourself, look at your vision, look at your mind map, look at the vision that you have. And if that success were dumped in your lap right now, you would not be prepared to handle it. Mentally, we have to prepare ourselves. We have to invest in ourselves. So please remember that, because I'm telling you right now, this market, you're, you're going to need. You, you've got to do something to get your get yourself off the floor. Because by the way, if you're in real estate, if you're in the mortgage industry, or anything tied to that, which there's a lot of people in the room that are there. Not everybody is. So, but you're going to need some things to carry you through. Your vision, affirmations, and investing in yourself will make all the difference in the world. And here's the cool part. It's enlightened self-interest. You study it, you put it to practice, you feel better. When you feel better, you're more attractive in the marketplace. It is a self-fulfilling cycle. And so when you do that, you become more influential. And your best, your future strategic partners, the referral partners that you don't even know that you have yet, are going to be attracted to you. And that's because you're going to start sharing. You're going to become known as a giver because you've got a positive attitude, You've always got some nugget of wisdom that can help somebody in a moment of need. And you've got success. And success breeds success. All right. And that's what I was referring to here in terms of the connection offense. One-to-one -one meetings, phone calls, and events. When you are present, if you do those things, if it, when you are present and you've got a vision, you know where you're going. When, you've got, when, you, when you are believing who you are and the person you want to be, with the affirmations that you're telling yourself. 
I mean, if you show up saying, I love every cell in my body, you're going to be pretty confident when you're talking to somebody in a one-to-one, when you believe that. You're going to know that you can add value to others. And I will tell you, the most successful people that I know always are looking for ways to add value to others. But you've got to fill your cup first. All right. So that's the purpose of that. So does that make sense on, on how this will help you? So we're talking about how to, you know, some strategies to overcome and, and, and face the market that we're in. Are these three, what's been the most useful thing that we've talked about today in, in terms of study, practice, teach? What'd you take, what's your takeaways? Creating a vision. Our mind doesn't necessarily know whether it's happened or not. If we, if we think it, therefore it is. So you're so we put ourselves that, in a good spot. We're there. Then the affirmation. Okay, good. Anybody else? Corey. I'm going to echo the affirmations again. Uh, I've been doing the three, two, one journals, but that's not really the same thing. It's not. Um, it's not for me. It hasn't been. And uh, talking about things that in the present tense is uh, kind of a, a paradigm shift for me. And uh, I, I'm going to take that home and start doing it today. Good. So, and I'm going to talk to my wife about it too. She's going to tell me. Good. Good, honey, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I would, my, on the three, two, one, just those two affirmations, Corey, that's my only suggestion for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I'm, I, my practice, which I love what you were um, sharing, my practice is I read in the morning, mm -hmm. and I get ideas from other people, and then this morning the quote was I am, and then my business, uh, somebody gave me an idea for a business, and it's about affirmations. Mm -hmm. And here I am, all of it before 11 a.m. at an event discussing I am's and affirmations. And my whole friggin' morning has been about affirmations. <laughs> you were meant to be here. My time is all very serendipitous. <laughs> Not an accident. Not an accident. That's great. Thank you for sharing. Sure. All right, what else? Uh, apply, change, teach. Anybody else? Yes. Uh, I like what you said, don't measure against perfection. I had a mentor tell me, um, done is the new perfect. Hmm. So. That's good. Done is the new perfect. I like that. Have you been here before? No. I'm Brian. Corey Boyles. What is it? Corey Boyles. Corey. Nice yeah, to meet nice you, Corey. To meet you. Thank you for sharing. Anybody else want to share something they've, uh, they've taken away from today? Either apply, change, or teach. Matthew. Doing a thought audit. Thought audit? Ooh. Yeah. By the way, just a suggestion, after you do your thought audit, bring a lighter. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Identify the lies. Yeah, that's good. Yes? Apply, change, teach, and write a book. Apply, change, teach, and... Write a book. Write a book. Not read one. You're going to write one. There. Now there's some action. I love it. Awesome. All right. All right, so here's what we're gonna do. Um, what I want you guys to do today is if you've taken something out of this event today, each one, reach one, each one, teach one. You wanna put this stuff into practice, like Corey said, go tell somebody. Go share what you've learned with somebody today. You wanna create influence? You've studied something, commit to practicing it, and then go share it with someone else. Here's the point, when we do this, the study, practice, teach creates a philosophy of being a river and not a reservoir. 
So you're going to do all this stuff. And if you keep it to yourself, what are you? You're a reservoir. You're a quarry? A hoarder. A hoarder. Oh. Yeah, don't keep it to yourself. We don't, want, we don't want to be a reservoir and store it up just for ourselves. We want to be givers. We want to let this stuff flow through us. Remember, we talked, we talked about the peaks in the valleys. Water, be, water being the source of life, and it, it brings nutrients. Be that. Let the, let the river flow. Whatever you're learning, share it with others. Each one, reach one. Each one, teach one. So share it with someone. Now, it could be your best influential. It could be the, 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 the referral partner that you don't know that you have yet. It could be a relationship that's influential that you haven't spoken to yet. But when we start to show up and we've studied and we've practiced and we're, and we're willing to share it with others by teaching, and by the way, teaching isn't, don't feel like you've got to get up and do a PowerPoint presentation. Be like Corey, just share it with somebody you care about. Yeah. I have to share this with you, and I hope my colleague over there doesn't mind. Robin and I are colleagues with, on the same team. And we have shared our excitement about the Jumpstart program with our manager, and she has asked us to co-teach some of the concepts. And by teaching, it makes you, as an individual, be better at it. You think? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, I want to thank you. I have appreciated coming here for the since before COVID, that's how we relate to things. And just all the concepts that we have learned. And like I said, it has been wonderful teaching the other team members and I hope they get out of it what we get out of it. You can give her That's not an insignificant thing in what you just said. Is it? Good. Yeah. My point is you're going to rock that out. And in your execution, your implementation of things that are going to make a difference in your business will go up because you're willing to share it. Corey, your affirmations, you're going to do them more frequently because you are talking to someone else. It is a form. By the way, Michael mentioned accountability. It's a form of accountability. And when you commit to sharing, you say, I'm, you know, I'm going to share, it is a form of accountability. And... Robin gets equal credit. We've been meeting once a of week course. at higher grounds down the street yeah. and preparing. And we only do it in 15-minute increments, so we're doing small snippets, but hopefully they'll get something. Your business will increase, your influence will increase, and you will be moving closer to your vision, I promise you, if you commit to that. That's good. All right. Guys, that's our summary of Study, Practice, Teach. I hope you have found it useful. And if you didn't say anything, if you didn't write anything down, I hope something, something sticks and makes a positive difference. Well, there you have it. Another Mastermind Project podcast. We want to thank you for being here and investing in yourself. Uh, that's the key to growth because we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So thank you for investing in yourself. We hope that you found something here useful. As a matter of fact, it's our desire that you've heard something from this podcast that would make a difference if you implement it in your business. And we know that success favors the speed of implementation. Take a note, take action on something that you've learned here. It'll make a difference. We'd love to hear about it. So, and you can also join us and tell us a little bit about it at our next live event. And you can register for that at www.briankmcrae.com. 
www.briankmccrae.com. We've got our mastermind event scheduled there at our next event on the third Thursday of the month. So for this time and until next time, study things that matter, practice things that matter, and teach things that matter to people.